episode 154. Woo! Yes. I'm I'm mostly I'm I'm not even wooing for the movie. I'm wooing for you, Kyle. Wooing for, for me? You. Oh yeah. Thanks, man. It's been a while. It has been a while. We've um, missed our big bear. <laughs> yeah, I can't I think the last time I was on, I mean it was that mega shark versus octopus, and I couldn't even hold it together talking about Brahm and and cockles, getting yeah. cockles, yeah, all that stuff. We've had, we've had some good laughs the past couple episodes. Mm-hmm. You guys been holding together on your resolutions? I have so far, although it's pretty yeah. tight. It's pretty tight. I actually have real. I didn't. I never said my. How actual many abs are you up to? That's the thing. I didn't actually say my real resolution, which is uh, an hour of yoga a week. So spread spread around a few yoga sessions, and then thirty minutes of strength, which isn't a lot, but I'm not very strong. So thirty minutes of strength exercises. Uh, Are you getting ready for a fight? No, I mean I'm training for you know me and you. We're we're both uh, equal quality marathon runners, so I am I am training for the Boston Marathon, and so gotta gotta get into shape. Gotta make sure I'm ready for the the twenty six point two miles. Dude, wow! I'd probably die. You've you almost, did. almost, yeah, yeah, pretty close yeah. one time. Oh well, yeah, and then half the distance. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that exercise. Uh, in fact, you're the only person I I know that has almost died trying to run. So it's a pretty Unreal. good accomplishment. It is. Some would not say that. Some would not mark a run successful or an accomplishment when you end up with a catheter afterwards. It's not something I would recommend. You know what I'm saying? That means you, I means you really pushed yourself though. Yeah, I guess if you want to look at it that way. <clears throat> Some, That's, they say like when you exercise, you only are like exerting like 25% of your capacity or 10% of your capacity. Not this guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. You won a hundred, you won a hundred percent. No, even more. 110. You're <laughs> yeah. underestimating that for sure. Yeah. Zach, you look excited over there, my friend. I um, I'm not. Oh, here he's to talk. pissed. I'm he's got to be. He's got to be in bed in five minutes. I am not serious? here to talk about running. And I'm he's not just here. angry. He's angry <laughs> that we're we're missing, not allowing him to watch the Golden Globes. Not to date exactly when we're recording, this, <gasps> but right now, as we're speaking, one of the biggest movie nights of the year, at least the tenth biggest movie night of the year, is happening right now. You would think. If we were, you know, we gave a shit, we would do like a special one-off episode of us like all giving, you know, picking our winners, who does Submersion pick, you know, which movie would do best with a submer- with a submarine in it, but, you know, we don't I do assume, that. I assume you guys would have picked Top Gun Maverick, right? That's in the, that got nominated in the drama category for tonight. Yeah. That was my favorite movie of the year. Ooh, I haven't even seen it. Oh, See, this is what I'm Kyle, talking about. This Kyle, is what with I'm you talking and your about. Elaborate setups and VR and 99 inch television screen. I just not have a projectors. special episode. Instead, they're, you guys are all getting it for free. You savages. I don't think there's. Wow. I don't think any of the any. I'm looking at the ten nominees for for best picture in the Golden Globes drama and musical comedy. I don't think any of them have a submarine. Damn it! Oh no! No, sorry, I'm wrong. Avatar two, oh, thank Avatar the way of water. Sorry, sorry. The rightful winner of the award, Avatar the way of water. So hopefully that because wins. Because of subs. 
We yeah, do plan man. to do that on the show here soon. Uh, if anybody wants to watch it, catch up before we do our recap. I'm not watching it. It's not on the doing radar. It. Wow. Zach won't be on the episode. No, That's okay. I, I, I might Patrick be on the episode. Oh, might he, might, he might come in. He might just I might shit on it because I shit on go. the first one. I'm shitting on this one. Wow. Uh, we also talked about doing a little uh, two uh, two episode arc with uh, Pearl Harbor and then Team America. <laughs> these I feel are like this is, to look forward to. Yeah, these are these are this is a pretty good schedule going on. So we're gonna and, uh, like I said, we're we're working towards that end of getting some of that information circulated so people can brush up if they want to watch before they listen. Oh yeah. Uh, so definitely follow us on social media, Mac East Studios. All one word. Talk to us. Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, ask questions the too. The Facebook. Yeah. yeah. We want to talk fans. to you. We want to hear what you think. We love you. <clears throat> and if you truly are listening, we'd like to know it. Yo, I'll tell you what, man. I get some great messages all the time from uh, one of our fans, Mr. Flying Carpino on there. He's Hell got yeah. some good stuff. He sends me some funny stuff, and I usually send it to you guys because I don't even, I don't know where out. to find some of the stuff, man. But it's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, no, we love uh, we love getting in touch with all you. Brahma's been making some insanely hot graphics, and I mean that. Forgot to release the one. I'll, I'll get that out. Remind people to check out the uh, oh yeah Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom episode. Hell yeah! But anyways. I think it's time, don't you guys? Oh, I think so. I don't know. What's it time for? Absolutely. Dive, 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 dive! What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, the artist formerly known as Brahm, Jamie the Ointment, Kyle El Capitan, and the gruesome twosome present Submersion. What did we get into? Who wants to take it away? Brahm, you do you, it. You pointing? You pointing at Brahm? Pointing? I'm pointing at pointing? Brahm. All right, Brahm. All what right, you- well, you can finish your question, Kyle. What were you, what were you doing? Me? What, what, what was my question? Watch? You're what? asking, what did we watch? Oh, what did we watch? <laughs> what did we watch? Uh, wow. Yeah, I didn't mean to jump in and cut you off there. We watched <laughs> a film from 1955. So we, we're finally throwing it back to a classic submarine film. And uh, we'll see where the reviews go, if this deserves to be in this rarefied air of being considered a classic submarine film or not. It's Above Us, The Waves. And I'm, I'm not making a face because I'm not, you know, not going to give away, spoiler alert, anything about what I thought about the film. But I'm, I'm more giving a face because I think we all thought this was definitely a big old classic submarine film. Because if you look at the poster, it is four guys in a lot of drama looking through a periscope. And we're like, whoa, we're going to get 100% wall-to-wall submarine action in this film. And I got to say, a good amount of submarine action, maybe more accurately submersible action, but submarine action, but like not 100%. So I feel like the posters didn't, didn't a little tell misleading. the entire truth. A little misleading, a little false advertising. 
We should probably and, show and, and a deceiving, I mean, again, not to spoil my review at least, but uh, a 6.6 IMDb rating, which is not bad for some of these older older movies. 6.6 out of 10. Uh, yeah, yeah. And we can get into Jamie it later, said, but it, it, is a, it, is a, it was wildly popular in Britain at the time that it was released, and it does only have 1,500 reviews on IMDb, which is pretty low. So yeah. it's not like it's like a huge number of people have seen it or anything like that. Um, and so that, that probably is why ultimately it gets like kind of higher, but 6.6 6, 6. 6, still pretty high score in the end. And who are these, uh, who are these actors we got on the front? Anybody know that? Well, one of them, one of them we know, and that's John Mills, mm-hmm. John Mills. We know from morning departure, he's got a very British. It's funny. He was like so popular in Britain Everyone loved him. He was like fifth most bankable star or something one year in Britain. And I feel like he's just like- bangable? Bankable. Bankable. And bangable, both. I think Maxim rated him the fifth most bangable star in 1955. But- I think think he made it onto the uh, Donna's list over there at uh, A Place for Mom. A Place for Mom, yeah, probably. Senior senior blog. I don't know. It's funny. Whenever he was talking in this movie, I was just like- He's just like a weird British guy. Like he he could be sitting there in like a in like a park drinking tea, and like that's his entire persona. So I feel like it was just like British anonymous British person. That's John Mills. Yeah. I mean, the other and people they, I don't know. I don't know really yeah. anyone else in that. John Gregson, Donald Sinden. That name sounds familiar. Donald Sinden, uh, James Robertson. Oh, Theodore, Theodore Bickle. Though we do know Theodore Bickle. He played so, the. He played like the captain in this one or like the higher up. And we've seen him in a bunch Bickle. of stuff. Yeah, Bickle. <laughs> Bickle. Yeah, what did we see him? We saw him in um in that one that was uh uh Russian the Russians are Russian Russians are coming, the Russians are coming. He was in that. He was in another one too, uh that we that we've watched. So Bickle we've seen. But he only appears very briefly in this movie. Oh, this Donald Sendon, he might have a pretty big role in the Midsummer murders. Colonel Henry Hammond, hmm. but yeah, nope, one episode. Never mind. Never mind. Dude, I like is, the name uh, of a movie he was in in 2012 know. called "Run for Your Wife." <laughs> That's a good one. That's a nice pun. That's pretty he good. played the man on bus. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man and then on otherwise, bus. I mean, otherwise, I mean, the director. I don't think we know anything of him. He was like well known. I think he was well known for a thing called like the Doctor, the Doctor series, which again. The British, you know, movie scene was very different than the American beauty, uh, uh, movie scene at a uh, at a certain time, and so like there's all these Doctor, like, oh the Doctor movies, and like it's things that we never heard of. So it's like Doctor in the House, Doctor at Sea, Doctor in Love, Doctor in Distress, Doctor in Clover, Doctor in Trouble. Really? That's I mean, he, that's, I'm just looking at his list of wow ones that he he uh, uh, directed, and all those Doctor films are on there. So. That's what he's known for. Making the doctor movies. James Robertson Justice looks like Joel Edgerton a little bit. Dude, that guy's got a fabulous beard. Yeah, he does. I mean, I know all you listeners, you can't even see what we're talking about. (laughs) Just imagine a man's man out there. Imagine if you were going to look at somebody who were going to open up a beer, was not a twist off, and all he had to do was stare at it in the top pop. Looks, you know looks a little bit like Kyle over here. I was going to say, he's a calling him man's man, and then it basically looks like Kyle in there. So, yeah. Yeah. I think the only other thing to mention is that William McQuint- McQuinty was, was the producer, and he was kind of like 
he was particularly interested in the subject. So this was like his baby. He was like, he did like a bunch of the underwater scenes. He was a diver himself. And I think it was just one of those things where he had previously been in the war or whatever and wanted to bring this to the screen. And he did. That's what what we watched. Above the waves. Above us, the waves. Above us, the waves. This one's been on the list, at least on my like list for a while because when brown recommended this is like haven't we already watched it but i've just seen the name a thousand times yeah and so it's we finally did it finally like none did of it. us none of us has read it because none of us can read so yeah not easily all right shall we get into it let's do it you guys are probably gonna help me you're gonna you're gonna have to help me a little bit with it because I, I at some points i got a little confused what was going on so that was most okay. of my questions that i, wrote I think down. i know what you're talking about all kinds of stuff, but you know, we'll, yeah. we'll get to it when we, when we, when we get to it. But anyway, <laughs> they open, confused now. Sorry. It sorry. opens up. Don't worry about it. Um, it opens up and the, and the Navy's basically sitting there. Royal Navy's sitting there and they're basically like, we got to do something about this German battleship, the Tirpitz. It's, we, you know, we need communication to the mainland. We're an island. It's very important. And the Tirpitz is so, it's like this big boat and, and they, cannot go in and potentially disrupt our communications. And so they have to constantly be watching for it. They spend, they said, half of their Navy and Air Force and stuff just trying to, like, watch out for this one boat. And it it sits in this fjord away from any attempt to actually sink it. And so they're like, we need to come up with a plan. And so the plan brought up by John Mills, uh, the commander who plays, let me get, just get his name. Uh, he plays Commander Frazier. Frazier is like, hey, what if what if we use frogmen, and we use um, what they called uh, a human torpedo, which is not what you think of. Like now we're so we're so informed, having done this podcast. When I think Correct. of human torpedo, I think the Japanese, the Japanese, yeah. the kite. F- That's what I thought too. In World War Two, and I was like, whoa, the British did that too. That's crazy. But no, the kite, the kaiten, right? Right. Yeah, but this kite. is this is these are chariots. These are man torpedoes, which. <laughs> They look very silly. It's like basically two people. It's like a tandem bicycle, basically underwater tandem bicycle is how you can think about it. <laughs> two people on it. There's like yeah, effing around on this human torpedo. And so they're like, they kind of laugh him out of the room. They're like, oh, 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 we're not going to do that. But they let him kind of assemble a force to potentially see how it goes. It's, it's unproven. So let's see if you can prove it. And so he goes up and he assembles this group. And it was, a, it was kind of a fun, it was almost like a, like uh, Inglorious Bastards or something, right? He brings a bunch of people. It's people he's worked with before, and he goes up to yeah. each one, and he says, hey, you, like, oh, how's the wife and kids? You can clearly see the person's very happy. This commander remembers his, his family or whatever. And he goes, oh, they're great, and a kid on the way, blah, blah, all this stuff. One of them is basically like a hound dog. He's like, oh, I'm not married yet. If I could have 100 wives, I'd have 100 wives. <laughs> and another person's only 19, but he looks younger, and so they kind of josh about that. And so I got to my first question. Just ask it, you guys. <clears throat> real quick, Jamie. Yeah. Real quick. I got to cut in. What was there? Like this wasn't, was there was some hu- like humor in this part, right? Yeah. Like this was yeah. supposed to be comical because wasn't there like something about like the guy's undershirt or sweater or something? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, he had a, he had a, a he jacket wearing, on. Like, he was, he was, was like, cold. They're in Scotland. They're basically yeah. telling him like, why are you wearing, it's not, it's not, it's not uh, standard. You're not yeah. allowed to wear that, basically. Well, yeah, he's, he's like, hey, he's did, you, did the Australian Navy allow that? He's like, no. He's like, oh, well, we don't allow that either. <laughs> he's like, so and get rid like, of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. He's like, oh, yeah. okay. 
But I'm just like, was that supposed to be a joke? Like, what was I think, was I think so. I think he's, I think he's kind of he's kind of messing with people. But You're like, laughing about it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah good job. In a way, it is. But so, like, <laughs> but Zach, well, what would he if he came up to you? Right, he knows you. All that stuff. What would he? What would he be saying to you? <clears throat> As like a little joshing around. Um, how are the cats? How's your internet? What? How's that yeah, internet how's going? How's that internet? How's that internet going? <laughs> hey Zach, how about that internet? You old, you old geezer. Kyle, you break, uh, you break a hundred in bowling this week. Is that what he's saying to you? Yeah, I'd get real pissed. <laughs> I'm hey, off the Kyle, team. Got, got another kid on the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you say to you, Brom? What's yours? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you have an idea for me? Got any more of them Pokemon <laughs> no, cards over there? Yeah, Pokemon, yeah, exactly. yeah, you yeah. still cracking Pokemon, Pokemon cards? Probably he just probably make fun of my long hair. Be like, "What are you a hippie now?" Like that's that's not standard. Cut it. And I make, well, ha, 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 of course. Where are you gonna move next, Jamie? Where are you gonna move next? <laughs> oh, that's right. They make fun of my move. Is that what they're doing? What wealthy affluent you nomad place are you going to now? Yeah. So yeah. anyways, they, they assemble the team. They have some fun things. This whole movie seems to be like anecdotes and, and like showing off actually, which is which is fun at times. Like and they sh- the first thing they show is them kind of doing a test of escaping from a submarine. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. It's like a big building. They actually filled with water and you see the people go all the way up and, you know, have to go escape from the submarine. It actually makes it seem like it's kind of easy. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like they kind of do it and they're like, yeah, that was, that was, that was okay. But Would they're kind of showing- it? I would not. I'm. I'm not particularly adept at that kind of stuff. I wouldn't be particularly interested in that. Wow. Unless they had, if they had a bunch of people safety stuff like right there at the ready, I guess I'd be. In, I guess I'd be okay with it. But what, I don't know. I mean, would it require money? And if so, how much? Free. You would do it for free, just for the shits. Oh no! I'm saying you're saying how much would it require for me to do it? Yeah. Oh no, it's probably a, it's probably a yes or no. I mean, I'm not sure I'd be convinced by mother money or not. Like it's basically like I'd have to it's just consider it and be like, eh, nah. No, I'm not thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how long it was. It seemed like a big building, but they did it. And they, they showed that off. What do they show other stuff off? They showed some diving. Yeah, they tried to get uh, into their rubber suits and they were having a really hard time. And right, he's like, hey, yeah, yeah. this is imagine this is an emergency. I'm like, this is an emergency. And they're just having a hell of a time getting but that's to get on the little underwater camel or tandem bicycle thing you're talking about. Yeah. And they, at a certain point, like one of the guys expresses some uh fear, which I can't remember if it was before or after they proved the uh use of the the man torpedo, but he goes up to Did you mention did you mention the free dive thing? Yeah, what was the free the free dive where they go they go up? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did yeah, yeah. you mention that? Yeah, yeah, and um, and so like he goes up and mentions to Mills like I'm like kind of scared. What happens if I like, you know, what happens if I freak out when the the time is there that we have to be destroying this boat? And he's basically like, that's not courage, right? Like you don't you don't you don't leave because you don't you feel fear in the moment. You leave if you can't push through the fear. Real courage is being afraid, but continuing for it, which I feel like I've heard before. It wasn't anything profound, but you know, it was kind of them saying like, you know, yes, of course, all these people, you know, felt fear, but they pushed through it. And that's what made them really heroes um, in the end. So anyways, they're not getting any much headway with the uh, upper uh, people in the uh, Royal Navy. And so they decide to, to prove it. Okay. They keep on getting told it's not a proven, unproven, unproven, unproven. Well, what do you do if it's unproven time to prove it? And so they basically set up a little dummy attack. It's like, Basically, what's called limpet mines. Zach, you love them, uh, Mister Limpet Mines over there, and they're gonna attach it to the admiral's ship and be like, hey, "We did it. 
under your nose. And so he's got a dinner with the Admiral. He goes over there. <laughs> it's all set up for a certain time. Two teams go out. One of them cuts through the submarine that they have, which seems like it's, you know, probably the Admiral should be a little pissed. I don't know how much money that costs. So they just destroyed that submarine. I know, that they right? Had. And then watch, watch like a, a German submarine come in right after them. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and then the, but the other one decides, oh, I want to be the fastest. So they go, like it tries to go under the net and that ends up kind of disaster, semi-disastrous. Um, anyways, the one that, you know, cuts through, they get to the ship, set the mines. He's sitting there like tapping his watch. Like, oh my God, it's taking so long, taking so long. But eventually the dummy, uh, things go off and the Admiral is quite jovial about this, which is a good sport kind of being, ha ha ha, you proved it. All right. We authorize the attack. Thanks for placing um, but the charges two, on the hull of this ship that I'm on, you know? Yeah. But the two the two that went under ended up going too deep on their little chariot um, and giving themselves uh, some issues. So they were like unconscious when they were rescued. Um, and so that was kind of a, another thing they kind of said is like, it's a, we're all a team. The point is to not to be fastest. It's to make it and complete the mission. So that kind of you know, setting that as well. And then we get into the first uh, attempt at the uh, Tirpitz, uh, which is using these uh, uh, man torpedoes. They go out <laughs> and it is, it was funny. I was like, I, I was sitting there for a second. I was like, holy shit, is there not going to be any submarines in this? Like, it was like, they were on this little boat with this Norwegian guy um, who was helping them. Uh, and they had fishing, you know, licenses or whatever, but they were basically towing the two manned or torpedoes along with the fishing boat. And it was really, really rough. And they were like, oh boy, it's going to get, it's there. It's going to detach, and they hear one of them detach. So they have to go into a little side area. Someone goes in the water to try to attach it again, and a German like inspection boat comes along and basically being like, "What's Out going of on here?" Nowhere, right? Yeah, there's like open ocean all over. You could have seen these guys coming, at least I think, from miles away. What do I know? And so, and so they come and they come over and they're basically like, "Hey, what's going on here?" And they get the license, whatever. They all have to hide and they have to do a bunch of trickery, but they're able to get the Germans away from them. Um, and they come up and, okay, we've reattached. Then it gets even like stormier and both of the things fly off the, this boat. Basically, the, the two things just like fall off of the boat. They're like, shit, we don't even have the things we need to have to attack this boat. So what do we do? And they're like, what do you think we do? We scuttle this boat, we go to land, and we hike to Sweden, which is neutral. And they're like, shit that sounds horrible so I, i'm sitting there being like we have no submarines we're not gonna have submarines this is crazy <laughs> so they scuttle the boat they get on land they, oh we have to climb that giant mountain they are oh, they're walking along they end up in a town they're walking along this town a little bit they're you know look over oh look at those cookies and one guy's like are you looking at the cookies or you're looking at the guy and the hound dog's like ha, ha, ha. <laughs> or the, the girl <laughs> uh, maybe but one of them um anyways and and uh then the germans come out movie I know, right? <laughs> the, the, the Germans come out and they're basically like patrolling around and kind of catch them. And then they do a quick like, pow, pow, like turn, turn it on them and are able to kind of escape. Although I didn't really understand the town seemed kind of fine with them because they, they, a gun goes off, but no one comes out of the doors. Somebody like, hey, what's going on here? Weird. Yeah. Someone yeah, it was entirely, got shot. Yeah. It was entirely, uh, yeah, whatever. It was like entirely empty town somehow. And so then they are able to, but one of their guys gets shot. And, and as they're floating away, the person dies in the, in the boat. Then we like smash cut to them over the border. And the Sweden, Sweden's, the Swedes are like, oh, hey, like, um, 
basically they're sitting there being like, what are we going to do? Like these are neutral, they're a neutral country. They need to keep us and put us in jail. So how long do we got? How, you know, how much jail time are we going to get? And they're like, the Swedes, the Swedes are like, no one's neutral now. So we're sending you back to the UK. And they're like, fuck yeah. And they get back smash cut again into like a meeting where they're talking about the next plan of attack. And they're like, hope you liked your holiday in Norway. And I'm like, a man died. Man. A man died. It's not a effing holiday, Commander Fraser, if that's even your name. Like, he's like, you guys are all disposable at this point. I'm just it having was crazy. a good time. I at this point, I was like, this movie seems like so weirdly constructed, like a pieces of a different movie or something. Like, I didn't understand how we went from a person getting shot into the the Swedish thing into them joking about it. A person died. One of the, their people, the people died. The hound dog guy died. It's like, you remember Anyways. that? Like two days ago? He did <laughs> die, right? I, I think not, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm right? Yeah, he sure. died. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that was one of my questions. He did die, right? Because it seemed crazy. Anyways, uh, so then they're like, okay, w- screw the chariots. Ch- screw the man torpedoes. They're dumb. We actually, we never even liked them. And everyone's like, yeah, that's true. They were so stupid. We didn't like them. We didn't like them anyways. And the admiral came in and he was like, oh, what about those man torpedoes? Like, you you approve that. You like the man torpedoes. We didn't like him. Like, oh, okay. Uh, so they're like, okay, we're actually got these much better things. They're called X mini subs. And I knew, we knew those from Submarine X1. Yep. Oh, or yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yep. Submarine X1. So we're like, oh, no, I know this. And I was like into James that Khan. much more. Yeah, yeah. Way, way more into that because I knew about it. And I like things that I know. And so they're like, we got, we got three of them, which isn't even accurate. Historically, there was actually, I think, eight of them or nine of them, something like that. A million. That, that did this. Yeah, right. A million. You know, X a million was the one that <laughs> sunk it. No, it was, but there was, I think it was eight or nine uh, of these mini subs that were part of this attack. Um, but they only do three of them here, X1, X2, X3. And they're all going to have four-person crews. Uh, and they're, so they're like, okay, we're going to, you know, work on these and we're going to get them towed over. And this whole thing, like, this whole scene, I, I became increasingly confused of exactly what was happening. Like, they should have seen a people in a mini-sub and they were, like, eating soup. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, you got to get into the mini-sub. Like, weren't they already in the mini-sub? But they were, like, switching people over there. So someone was, like, driving the mini-sub for like most of the time, but then the Dude. real crew went over into the mini sub. I was like, all right, I guess that's how this works. And all and these guys look the same to me anyway. <laughs> it was so yeah. hard to keep yeah. any of it straight. When well, finally, like, yeah, later, later on, I mean, when they were I, showing the three different submarines, I'm like, I don't, they should have like a little subtitle being like submarine X3, submarine yeah. X2, submarine X1. Just so we could be like, oh, right. Okay. They had some labels actually in the midget submarines that, you know, said like X1, X2, but that wasn't utilized enough for you to know which one you're in. At any given time. And like yeah. you said, they're in, yeah, and like you said, they're in, kind of indistinguishable from each other kind of as actors too. I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe if we were big into British cinema in the 50s and we were living in that time, we'd be like, obviously that's John Mills. Ah, oh, John Gregson. Yeah. And then there's that guy, Amber Crombie, you know, but. And Fitch too. Don't forget him. Yeah. I just, yeah. I could not tell Captain them apart Fitch. at all. They all look uh, the same. They all sounded the same. It's just like, this must be the same. Yeah. So we get a little anecdote here of them, of a person. There's a mine coming towards one of the mini subs. He like pushes away with his feet. I was sitting there being like, what would I do in this situation? I was like, I'd push it away with my feet. And there he goes, turn around, pushing it with feet. I'm like, yeah. I would have won a medal. Or I would have exploded. Either I'd have won a medal or I would have exploded the mine. One of the two. <laughs> with but feet, I would have done the right strategy. You just push the thing that just sets <laughs> it like, off. Perfectly push it down. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> and so anyways, they, uh, they all get in, they're going off as X1, X2, X3. Pretty quickly, X2 is having, um, having some issues. It basically, they don't know which way they're going, right? Like they're looking one direction at like an island, but like it's not saying the right thing. So they have to go down to the bottom of the ocean. Uh, or yeah, to the, to the bottom, they go to the bottom and they hit pretty, they hit pretty hard and they're trying to figure out the issue with their boat the whole time. X1 and X3 are kind of going along and they're doing the the normal stuff. Um, and there's some times like at a certain point, one of them like surfaced to look around and the, the boat saw them. And at this point I kind of lost the thread a little bit. Cause I'm like, why aren't the, why, why isn't the turpits doing more? And, and there was something yeah. going on with this engine that I didn't understand at all what was going on with it. Uh, mostly because I think they didn't really use subtitles back in like the fifties in these movies. Yeah, they just kind of they they assumed, or or maybe it was just missing from the from the transfer we we had. But like uh, we didn't, they kept on tapping on something to indicate there was an is, some issue. I'm like, well, they got really lucky then, because almost immediately you'd think, oh, let's move because <laughs> it's like <laughs> let's start moving it around because this mini these mini subs are clearly trying to destroy this very very important uh, ship. And so, you know, they're, they're kind of moving around. They're shooting at these mini subs, uh, trying to sink them. Uh, they're going around. Eventually, uh, X1 and X3 are able to drop uh, their side cargoes uh, filled with explosives underneath the ship. So you really think, oh, man, now, now you really should move that ship if you want to survive. But they don't. They're kind of like still having trouble with their engine or whatever. X2 decides, you know what, we can't risk being the only one who has a chance to lay our explosives and don't, and we don't because we don't, we don't know what we're doing. So we're going to use our, we're going to use our, um, uh, periscope and we'll just like use that instead of our, you know, navigation system. So they go up there and they're using the periscope, but then suddenly a, a ship comes by and breaks their periscope and basically makes it impossible f- to pull it down. And now they're really screwed. They're like, basically have to sit there and not surface and not do anything, uh, in order to not give away what's going on with X1 and X3 because they have no idea what's going on in those with those mini subs they may be about to lay the mines they may be 20 minutes away from laying the mines they have no idea and so I mean, they don't even know what what you know armament they're equipped with too i mean there could yeah. be alternate they might be trying to fire torpedoes or who knows yeah so they're basically just sitting there like we can't surface we can't do anything we just got to sit here and eventually this this turns out poorly as you see but x1 x3 they lay their explosives and eventually um they're both uh captured uh, in the end, and you see them, you see the Germans try to shoot them uh, with machine guns, but eventually the commander tells them to stop. And at first, I was like, okay, that makes sense just from whatever. But there's actually a strategic reason too, because they bring them all on board, and they're basically like, we don't know what you did. We know you did something, but we don't know what you did. We have a diver out there, you know, but like, tell us what you did to our boat, and we will go lenient on you, basically. And because they they can't move their boat right now, so they're basically sitting there being like, "Well, if it's limpet mines, it doesn't matter if we move. But if it's something else, we really need to move the boat. So we it's it's better if we have have knowledge of." It. So it makes sense that they didn't kill them, uh, beyond just the humane reasons for it. And they're sitting there basically being like, "We're not going to tell you, sorry, but we will kind of hint that we got about ten minutes." It's like shit. And so then they <laughs> they're finally able to get the trippets up and going the engine and they're like oh man and they're counting down time they're like oh they might move they might move they might move but then they don't move not far enough at least because the explosions go off turpits gets damaged um and they're basically like hell yeah and just as they are 
you know, they kind of get a salute from the captain. Even the captain comes down and basically like, oh, you're very brave. Congratulations. I was like, that's weird. Um, uh, but then X2, uh, now the crew of that boat attempts to escape at the very last minute. They've been hearing the explosives they have kind of filled with water, which is like not good. And they're like, oh, we better escape. And just before they decide to escape or flood the um so they can they can escape the, the whole thing explodes and that's the end of the movie the end of the movie is basically like and the x2 exploded the end like, <laughs> and cool. the rest of the guys are going to a german prison camp great <laughs> but they did what they yeah. needed to do they did they did they did their job yeah they did disable the turpits yeah yeah. That thing so I did want to, did anyone have any further ideas about what was going on with that ship, with the turpits, like why it couldn't move? So they did say that low tide, or it was low tide, so the boat was sinking, and like their sub was being crushed by it. Remember that? Oh. So the one sub had to get out. So I think it might have been like close to run aground, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't but know. to be pinned under it, strange. you know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this was based on a true story, right? The Turpits? Yeah, I don't know. Real, I don't know how, like yeah, a, I don't know how accurate yeah. this entire thing was. Because as I said, there was, I think, X7 was the one that actually laid the explosives. Yeah. And, 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 and we've watched a movie about the Turpits, right? Or have we not? Yeah, Submarine was X1. One. Was that the Turpits as well? Uh, I don't know if that was a turpits. I think it is. Actually, you know what? It probably was because I think it was also similarly like trying to get to a boat in a fjord, right? Right. Yeah, but and I, it was coming I don't know from. If they actually named yeah, it, the it says that's loosely based on the Operation okay. Source, which is the attack on the turpits. Okay. Yeah, but like also like most of the, it was ten out of sixteen. I think it was eight of them, and ten out of sixteen people were killed, and then six were prisoners or something like that. Hmm. Something like that. So, like, like there was a lot more lost mini subs in the attack. Anyways, that's pretty much what I got. The only other thing I had was a question for you guys of whether um, you feel like it was more or less offensive that I uh, just called the X crafts midget submarines. Is that more or less offensive than what I used to do? Little person submarines? Yeah, that's more offensive, right? <laughs> I think that I'd is say more calling offensive. them little person submarines. That's not good, right? Yeah. It's not great, <laughs> yeah, but it's so, funny. So I'll probably just, I'll just I'll think, stick with the actual technical term for it, which is a midget submarine. some rough waters, you know, when you're getting into that. Ooh, yeah, so midget like submarine, with it, by just calling it by the regular name, I kind of get under the waves and really <laughs> the waves yeah. are above me. So I and think the, the phrase I'd use above would you. be the yeah. above us. Above me, the waves, or above us, the waves, depending on who's talking about the midget submarines. That sounds right. That sounds right. I don't know a lot about it, but it sounds right. Glad we hashed that out. Should we, uh, well, should do you guys want to do love it, hate it first? You want to get into some reviews? Reviews. Reviews. Reviews always first. Okay. All right. (laughs) All right. Kyle, come on. Always. Yeah. Always. What's wrong with you? (laughs) Take a week or two off and you forget (laughs) everything. Uh, Man. I never go first. I I can go first. Go first. Do first. All right. So I had some pretty high hopes for this movie. And. 
there were some things about this movie that I really liked. I particularly liked when they were, um, I have to say they, cause I can't remember anybody's name. Everybody looks so similar. Everybody sounded the exact same. And I just don't know exactly who's who. And that's terrible. Right. But, um, when they showed when the command was not particularly on board with using the man torpedoes. And then they did that example. I thought, okay, that was kind of fun. I was completely lost when they like scuttled the first boat and then did the hike into Sweden. And then, like you said, like all these cut scenes and they were like back all of a sudden using midget submarines. I had no clue like how we got to that point. And once we got there and then that I realized there were multiple submarines being used all I thought it was just a one. And um, I know, right? Terrible. Brahm is shaking his head at me. He's like, you worthless. All right. I was watching <clears throat> this on my lunch breaks. All right, buddy. Yeah, it was hard to follow. Yeah. Um, uh, but that's that's still kind of yeah tough to miss that's, there. That's showbiz, right? Um, so anyways... <laughs> I like the overall like story arc. I do like that. But ultimately, this was kind of a tough watch, I'll say for me. Tough to keep my yep. attention. And I did like that it, you know, the historic uh, aspects of it. I believe that this movie could be remade today and be like much more gripping have a lot more suspense, all that type of stuff. But for me, this one, I would not call it necessarily a classic just compared to like some of the other ones that we have seen from the same era that I think are significantly better. Yep. And so I'm going to give this a man, <laughs> like a four and a half. Wow. Do you know, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy because... That's exactly the score that I was thinking in my head for myself. For wow. Because I, I can't agree with you more about almost everything you said. I liked aspects of it. I like some of the training stuff. I like them showing off things. I also think this attack on the Turpets is something you could do today in something. Like some mm -hmm. whatever. Like if it was a TV show that was kind of doing, you know, almost like a, a Band of Brothers or something where you're doing different Naval. Jamie, did, did somebody say reboot? <laughs> I, exactly. Do a, little re, do a little reboot of, of some, some naval, some big time naval stuff. But this would be a great one for it because you can see the drama in it. There's not a lot of drama here in this particular adaptation. And yeah, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't keep track of things. It's almost like two different stories smushed together because they didn't have enough for the one story. So they did like two different things uh, as part of it, mostly to just show off things. This does seem like something where the producer was just interested in the you know they were interested in both the mini submarines and the chariots and all these different aspects and they're, oh let's just show it off show it off show it off and this was this was back in the day when movies you know that was that was kind of the thing and in the 50s a lot of times the highest grossing films were just like travel logs basically being like the national parks of the united states because people couldn't travel around as much so they go and watch that kind of stuff in the theaters. And so this is kind of showing off the Navy and a major thing that happened in world war II and, and people were interested in it, but now it doesn't keep your attention very, very well. Cause the narrative's not really there and the drama is not there to kind of do that. So I didn't particularly like this. I had also had very high hopes for it. I've liked some of the other fifties films we've done. This just isn't a particularly good one. 
And I kept on thinking, like, is it a six? No. Is it a five? No. Is it a four? Well, it's a four and a half. Yeah. So I'm coming. When in I had to Texas, like go but. back, I think and like rewatch twenty minutes. <laughs> That's when I kind of knew. I was like, yeah, this isn't fabulous. <laughs> you know what I didn't have to do that for though? Mega what? shark versus octopus. I see. Mm-mm. Are you done, Jamie? I am done. I will jump in, Leon. <laughs> so what's there to say that hasn't already been said? Um, I feel we would watch this movie, you know, in the first 30 movies we did. I think our scores would be really different. <laughs> we would have probably stopped podcasting. Um, yeah, maybe that too. Might just give it up. But I mean, yeah, I, I really agree with you guys what you said. I mean, I it, I, but I didn't have expectations. I was expecting this to kind of suck. Really didn't care about this movie. Um, so I liked some scenes. The beginning was kind of like, okay, the training stuff, like you talked about. But then there was like the whole stupid scene with the mind floating in the ocean. Like, you know, he's like kicking it and shit. And I'm like, what, what, what am I watching here? Like, I got, that's where I was like, is this supposed to be a comedy? Like, what is this? This is crazy. So. Yeah, it was hard. Even though it was a short movie, it was it was hard to keep uh, keep my eyes on the screen. Um, I give this two thumbs down. Um, all my Zach fans out there, I love you. Keep up the support and uh, avoid this film. It sucks. I'm gonna give it a four. Wow, so you guys are still going higher than I would expect. Um, yeah, it looked bad. It sounded bad. Uh, British. Production quality always kind of lagged behind Hollywood, obviously. Uh, and it's just recently where we're kind of plateauing, I feel like, and what we're able to accomplish in cinema that, uh, you know, a lot of British TV and films are now, you know, kind of on par with uh, production quality. Uh, but back then, this was lagging behind, but still inexcusable because I, I felt uh, Silver Fleet was an awesome movie. Mm-hmm. I think that was a British one. I love that one. And that one is still, like, I think, the 40s. Yeah, still one of my favorites. Yeah, this was, what, was 55, I said. So many good movies in the 40s. Again, most of them coming out of Hollywood, but uh, Silver Fleet was one that was British and came out in the 40s. Looked great, sounded great. Great story, interesting characters, a lot of suspense. Um, this didn't have any of it. This, uh, a lot of your submarine movies are, you know, typically taut and suspenseful. Um, the scene with like the mine was like perfect opportunity for some suspense and it just looked and felt so clumsy and silly. Uh, it was just a dopey movie. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't think I have much more to say about it. You guys have kind of nailed it. Uh, I'm going to come in though a little bit lower. I think uh, just just to really hammer home, even for myself, if I go back and look at these, uh, I want to make sure I never <laughs> am tempted to rewatch this in any capacity. I'm going to give this a three, I believe. <laughs> never tempted. Yeah. So here's here's a few other movies from the 50s, right? Just so we can kind of submarine X one though. By the way, real quick, that that came out in the 60s. Yeah, submarine X one. Is 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 superior to this? Tells a very similar storyline. Uh, I, I actually did give that a halfway decent score. I give that a six and a half. Uh, but if you are in the market for, you know, the net cutting action and all of that, uh, that all took place, I believe, in that movie. Uh, that one's far superior to this. Go ahead, Kyle. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. You're all right. So just a couple of years. So again, fifties movies. Like here are some others that we had in the fifties, right? 
Um, two years later, we got The Enemy Below. Remember that with Kurt Juergens, um, where the they have to bring them all on board their boat. Uh, we had Run yeah. Silent, Run Deep, um, and 58. And then also in 58, we probably had one of the greatest submarine films, Torpedo Run, where they try to thread that needle through the uh, <laughs> torpedo, remember? Is that, like your, is that you're like your Morgan? wife and kids are on that boat? And he's like, ah, I can miss that. <laughs> like, no, yeah. you can't. It's one of the greatest on things the I've beach ever was seen. 50s as well. On the beach. Great, awesome movie. great film. So, yeah, I think like the 50s honestly just gave us a lot of great sub movies. And I would pick another one, I guess, if you're going to check something out from the 50s. If you're not going to watch them all. Like us. Yeah. Like us. Like your boys. All, all right. right. Zach, you got to love it, hate it. I got it. Yes. I love it. No. I hate it. Yeah, what do you got for us, Zach? Well, thank you, Zach. Oh, Zach. Um, do we want to have love it or hate it first? Uh, let's do hate it. Feeling like some hate, some anger. Mm-hmm. Wow. A little angsty over there, Jim. Well, this rev- – so I will start by saying IMDb had no – uh, one star reviews or no <gasps> ten star reviews. So I went to our friendly neighborhood Amazon Man store website and pulled some four star reviews and one or five star reviews and a one star review. So, um, so this one star review comes to us from Mark Pacific, and this is uh, Mark lives in the United Kingdom. And he posted this review on August 25th, 2017. The title of this review is, Does not even load up on Carlton. Be warned, I've brought this on Carlton label three times now, and it doesn't even load up. There is a fault. It goes off just before getting to the menu screen. Can you imagine how annoying to buy the same film three times and it not work? Be surprised nobody has mentioned the same problem in here. I did not send it back the third time as I put it up for my birthday. So much later opened it. Wow. Hmm. Come on, Carlton. Get that figured out. Whatever that is. Maybe like a British streaming thing, maybe. <laughs> Just named Carlton. <laughs> I would love that. What's the U.S. got? Netflix? Yeah, or in the U.K.? <laughs> Brit Box, Carlton. 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 What was the first one? Brit Box, isn't that Brit one? Box. It's a real one, yeah. Yeah. Brit like Box that. is a real thing. Carlton's got to be too, right? Carlton. <laughs> Did you want to come over and watch Carlton something on Carlton night? Yeah, Carlton and chill. Wanna, yeah, come on Carlton and chill. Yeah, man. They know what's going on. <laughs> all right, all right. Love it. This comes from lovely F.R. Hompty. Five stars. World, Jesus. United States, 
December 21st, 2018. World War II submovie in B&W. My brother and I love submarine movies. He had seen Above the Waves many years ago. I gave this DVD to him for Christmas. We watched it together. When the German actors are speaking, the, the translation isn't always given. Fortunately, my brother has kept up his knowledge of the German language. Hmm. Oh, thank goodness. That's what we needed. <laughs> That's what we needed, too. Five stars. Yeah, wow. what was, where, where was that brother when we needed him? Nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. <sighs> so I give I one star this, to that brother. I discussed with Zach before, and uh, I'm going to supplement his love it or hate it real quick. Um, and a movie we mentioned, Submarine X-1. I have a hate it review for Submarine X-1. We didn't have that segment back in the day. Otherwise, I'm sure Zach would have sniped this one here. Hate it review coming from, I'll just read the first paragraph, uh, from Gravy Shanks. Hmm. Submarine X-1. Midget submarines, not a submarine crew made up of midgets. Remembering how... Or pardon me. Remember how the Stones and the Who and the Kinks were all rebelling against the establishment in England around 1968? Apparently, the establishment was busy making movies like Submarine X-1. <laughs> this movie was a major step backward for cinema, bereft of innovation and dynamic action. I TiVo'd this movie because the description, a Canadian commander trains midget submarine crews, <laughs> made it sound like there were little people and little subs. Alas, there are normal-sized people only, and Jimmy Khan. <laughs> wow. So that guy was sounds, little, sounds like Submarine X-1 needs a reboot, you know? Uh, well, it's effectively the same movie, so Just the whole idea of the sinking of the turpits needs a reboot. That's Ooh. quite the review. Yeah. All right. Should I get into my last little part of it? Sure. Yep. Yeah. yep. All right. Well, box office. Uh, the only the only trivia I'll do is say box office. This was very very popular. It was sixth most popular film at the British box office that year. Uh, oh. Let's see if let's see if you've seen any of the other ones that were ahead of it. The Dam Busters. Anyone see the Dam Busters? No. Nope. What about Doctor at Sea? Wait. Wait. <laughs> was, Mr. Mr. I've heard about this one. Yeah. He's doing two. Yeah. Yeah. He did two. <clears throat> subbing that. that? Subbing yeah. Doctor at Sea? I don't think so, but that'd be funny if there was. Uh, the Colditz story? No. no. Colditz story? Uh, seven Brides for Seven Brothers? Yeah. Have you seen that one? No. We've talked about it on the, on the, on the pod before, though, I think. Yeah, it's like a famous thing. I just, I've never seen it, but I, it is a famous movie. And then White Christmas. That's probably the most famous of the ones that were ahead of it. White Christmas with Bing Crosby. I don't know that I've actually seen any of those. It's actually a, it's a it is a war movie, White Christmas. So really, maybe it'd be interesting. It takes also place a very during good, World War II. Uh, Black Mirror episode. Sure, why not? And then yeah, I mean the only other thing to do is is maybe a little Phantom Zone. Engage the Phantom. Obviously, John Mills. Yeah, I mean, a very easy to do a, a true uh, fan, uh, here with John Mills. Uh, he was in Morning Departure, which obviously I've used before, and then as I mentioned, Theodore Bickle. We've seen him before in a couple uh, movies as well. And Harris, of course, um, was uh, in his war period here. He basically took twenty years off between being um, 
very active in the carnival scene prior to the 1940s and then, you know, really getting to his movie scene um, with his brother uh, in, uh, you know, post the 60s. Uh, but this period, he, was, he wasn't really doing movies. Um, he felt like he missed out, though. He was like, above us, the waves. I sure did like that movie. It was my sixth most favorite movie of 1955 in Britain. And he, uh, uh, he was going to remake it. Um, and he was going to play uh, Commander Frazier uh, as well. Um, but it kind of ended up um, falling through because he had a different vision uh, for what above us, the waves really meant uh, in the end. He, you know, he was kind of interesting too, because what ended up being his first draft of that script turned out to become um, Avatar 2. That's what he says, above us, the way, like, you know, Kyle's seen it. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about, man. It's essentially the same movie as Above Us, the Waves is Avatar 2. And that's because Ed Harris strings those two things together. And, uh, you know, he he introduced um, uh, Cameron to it uh, with, uh, while they were on the Abyss set. He was like, oh, check out this Above Us, the Waves adaption I've made. And Big Jim was like, And then James Cameron stole it. Yeah, Big Jim was like, whoa, (laughs) I'm kind of digging this. I'm imagining an alien planet. And Harris was like, um, yeah, it's in the script. I wrote it. It's called Avatar. And, you know, they're on Pandora. And Jim Cameron's like, yeah, but I got a different little spin on it. What if they're blue aliens? He's like, that's also in the script. It says blue aliens. So what Harris said. Simultaneous discovery. Yeah, that's how, that's how Big Jim phrased it, I guess, too. And then yeah, you guys want to do um, you want to do some uh, uh, tri- uh, some uh, Jeopardy real quick? Oh this yeah, is a really hard. This Absolutely. is a really hard one. This is a really hard one. Kyle, nice. I don't know if you've been really listening, hard. but I've kind of been laying a smackdown on Jeopardy lately. <clears throat> it's true, dude. Oh, I've been listening. All right. Well, Brom Brom gets to go first because he gave it the lowest score for us. Uh, this category is called Explorers. Uh oh, Explorers. Oh, we gonna do about it. Yikes! One hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred. 300. So you can know it's an old, it's old too, because it's 100, 200, 300, 400. Yeah. So 300. Those are some foreign scores. <clears throat> in 1930, Harriet Chalmers Adams world travels took her to Ethiopia, Ethiopia for his crowning. Sorry, I botched that. In 1930, <laughs> Harriet Chalmers Adams world travels took her to Ethiopia for his crowning. So they're looking for who was crowned in Ethiopia in 1930 as witnessed by Harriet Chalmers Adams. Some king of Ethiopia or something? A king of Ethiopia. A king of Ethiopia. Should I know? Let me give you a little hint. Maybe he's smoking a little gunj. I feel like that's associated with the, with the weed. Am I wrong? I might be buzz, an old person buzz, who has no idea who's got buzz, it. Buzz? Go for it. Go for it, Kyle. Who is Bob Marley? No, it's not Bob Marley. In 1930? What the hell, Kyle? I don't know what year he said. He said 1930, dude. Isn't Holly Holly Selassie somehow associated with that stuff? I might be wrong. You just gave an answer of Bob Marley. Yeah. To 1930. He's over there giving the hints. Kyle, that's the World War II, man. I. Okay. So, Zach, what was your score again? The uh, four. I gave a four. <laughs> oh, so you're next. Okay. So 100, 200, 400. Give me 100. <laughs> uh, Delia Akeley studied this Central African people whose adults average four feet in height. <gasps> um, Come on. You know that. Uh, I know that. Is it? So is, um, 
Stop saying that, Kyle. I know that. Con- I know it as Con-goings. well. Marley. <laughs> no, we got the buzz. Buzz, 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 buzz. It's me. It's me. I got to redeem myself. Yeah. Who are the pygmies? Pygmies. Pygmies, yeah. oh, correct. Damn. And it. I do want to. I do want to jump in. I was correct. Halle Selassie associated with Rastafari. Oh, Rastafari. Okay. That's why I was given. Wow. All right, man. It's not Bob Marley. Are you sure? I might have I guessed Ja Rastafari. There we go. He's a god, right? I don't know. <clears throat> do not know. Um, all right. Kyle, highest score, 200. I'm at, negative, I'm at negative 200 right now, right? Yeah. Give me that 200. I don't know. Uh, 200, 400, or 500. <laughs> said, what do you want to do? He's here to Give break me that even, 200. Yeah, let me break even right now. <laughs> I think you were at negative 300. You guessed on a 300 score. So yeah, now but then I just the got 200. the 100. I got the 100. Oh, good, good call. Negative 200. Excuse me, the two. Uh, in 1986, Robert D. Ballard used Alvin, a 22-foot mini-sub, to explore this famous wreck. What is the Titanic? Yeah, speaking Whoa. of Big Jim, we got the Titanic here. Thank God. Damn. I remember <clears throat> Alvin. Damn. Okay, now we're, we're <clears throat> all even. This is crazy. Okay, so all zeros. Oh, I'm negative um, 100, right? If Kyle oh, right, negative. Because yeah, you, you made a guess. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, so we got 400, 500. Uh, we're going to go 400. You got to buzz in. Brazil okay. renamed its River of Doubt in honor of this ex-U.S. president who explored the area. Brazil renamed its River of Doubt buzz. in honor of this. Who's that? Who is Theodore Roosevelt? Very good. Wow. Very good. That's good what job, I, I, I wanted to guess that Teddy, but... I felt like that's too contemporary. All right. So now, still, anyone can win or tie, Zach, uh, with this 500 question. Hiram Bingham made two trips back to this lost city of the Incas after a guide led him to it Buzz? in 1911. What is it? What is it? What is Machu Picchu? And there it is. Brom Let's go. comes from behind to win. With wow. Machu the 500. Wow. I've yeah. done it. Didn't he but get you know one what? wrong? It's Touché. kind of a moral. No, I don't <clears throat> no, think I didn't he, guess didn't, he didn't guess anything. But oh. it's a moral victory for you, Kyle, because I feel like I was most impressed by you. Were you impressed you. with me, Jamie? No, not really. That pick me <laughs> one was pretty easy, and you missed it. Wait, you can't be impressed by Kyle in the same breath that he guessed Bob, Bob Marley Bob. earlier True. from yeah, 1930 Ethiopian <laughs> King. You know because what, you, I showed honestly, him how low I could go. And then no, the, most, like, the most impressive <laughs> thing of this entire time was the restraint, Brom, that you held. You did not answer anything until it was the 500 question buzzed in to win the game. That is impressive. That's restraint right there. That's anything that I'm good at, it's restraint. Don't even know what that means, but yeah, I don't know what you want us to take away from that. But it's time. It's it's sub 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 world world wide wide wide. Okay, it's not subs worldwide. Rarely is anymore these days. Done a lot of subs. There's only so many subs. And I'm going to keep it a little bit short, although I know that there are a lot of sources on this. And if you are interested, I would highly encourage you to seek out some sources on the Tirpitz, the ship that our crew was attempting to sink with their midget sub fleet. 
So this is obviously a German battleship. It is the second of the <clears throat> Bismarck class. And as Jamie alluded to earlier in the podcast, Germany used this as a what is known as a fleet in being, which basically think about a deterrent. The ship is out there. Britain has to tie up resources, making sure that the ship cannot attack or do anything like that. Although the ship is just basically docked in port waiting for anything to happen. It's just kind of that the threat is there, not actively doing much. Uh, They wanted to do this to keep the Baltic fleet in check and then also to stop allies from running supplies over to Russia off the eh, coast of Norway. Uh, So we're going to get in a couple specs here. It is 790 feet. 792 feet, 8 inches long, has a beam of 118 feet, 1 inch, has a displacement of 52,600 tons. This bad boy featured 12 Wagner water tube boilers, which generated 160,796 ship horsepower, which made this thing cruise along at 30 knots with a range of of 8,870 nautical miles, held 103 officers and 1,962 enlisted men. Commissioned in 1941, sunk in 1944. This thing was decked out in guns. It was loaded. All kinds of firepower. And one thing that did shock me in the movie, right? I know you talked about how they wanted to see what those guys with the mini subs had done. Even before they got that order, those guys were so terrible at shooting. You remember that? All around the subs. Nobody could hit them. I think even they said, what do they got the... What, they got the mess hall crew or something manning the machine guns? (laughs) Because they couldn't hit anything. But... um, yeah, there's lots of great resources. Learn more about the Tirpitz. And it's adventures. That's it. That's all I got for Tirpitz Worldwide. Boom! Nice job. But thanks. I did that, that for definitely you. wasn't the pits. That was pretty good. That was the Tirpitz? No, it wasn't. It wasn't the pits. Pits is a, is a bad, is a negative connotation. Ah. Well, that's the pits, you know. That's the pits. Yours wasn't the pits. Could we turn Thank that you. around though? Could we be like, that's the pits? Like Yo, how it's like, that's bad. That's pits. Oh, that's ill. That's, that's pits. Oh, that's the pits. That's pits. I'm feeling this movie it. Was the pits, man. I'm feeling the pits. I'm feeling it's the just, pits. You quit. If you, we are seeing him feel his own pits right now. If you guys know, I what I'm got saying. two layers on. Two. <clears throat> that's right, well, like you just what the basketball players one. are doing now. They sink a big three and then like, ooh, the pits. Feel the pits. Uh, that is, you know what? I'm actually I'm starting to like dig this. Pits, yeah, I think we pits. should do it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the pits. That's the pits, man. Dude, that's the pits. Give me some of that. It's yeah. the pit shit. That's the pits shit. Oh my god. I feel like Jamie is the most convincing. There we go. Yeah, he is. He's I'm got that inflection like, with like, it. He's so good with I'm, it. I'm I'm starting to yeah, well, because I'm pretty good at like uh, starting out like big fads where everyone says something. Like when I talk about Thanksgiving, I always call it tea gives. And like once I started <clears> saying that, like everyone called it tea gives. 
Like everyone. Everyone's Why'd you just call all it of a gives? Because it's just, that's what the kids call it. And so like, then everyone was doing it. Like everyone I knew and everyone you know was like, T Gibbs, right? T Gibbs. You started it. See? Exactly. Dude, it's like so fetch, I can do it right? Right. What'd you say, well, Kyle? With, with like fetch. Stop like trying to make fetch. fetch, oh, fetch. Stop trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Brom, you got something for us? Hit me with it. Tube three ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. Give it to me. All right, folks. Uh, did somebody say reboot? We did tonight. We uh, we we talked about reboots here. Talked about maybe rebooting above us the waves, i.e. Submarine X1, i.e. I don't Avatar, know. Could, Avatar. Could drop it here in two years. Avatar reboot? Avatar 2. No, uh, the, I'm saying that, heart, that, is, that is the above us the waves reboot. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, and we talked about reboots last week. Jamie asked us uh, what franchises need mm-hmm. a, a nice, good reboot. So I thought about it this past week as uh, in preparation for tonight's episode. Uh, films that we've watched for the show here. So submarine films and these franchises that we've delved into over the past, what do we say, six, seven years now? <laughs> Crazy. Uh, these are the films that I believe need to reboot. I'm going to give you all a little hint uh, as we go along here. I've got four picked out, and you guys can also help me with maybe who we might cast in the contemporary era nice. for a reboot here. This first one was described in advertising for it as Die Hard on a Battleship. Oh, that's uh, Speed 2? Under Siege. No, no, no. Yeah, Under Siege. Jamie, mine like a steel trap. Under Siege from 1992. It starred Steven Seagal, Tommy Lee Jones, and Gary Busey. The sequel, Under Siege 2, Dark Territory, dropped in 95 and unfolded on a passenger train. So I guess I got two questions here. What transport vessel are we on in a reboot, and who would star in it? Well, see, I would I would say plane, except for I feel like that's been kind of like done, right? Sure. And there's a new yeah. movie, Plane, coming out. Exactly. I mean, it's just like a lot. Air Force One, turbulence, plane. Like, there's just a lot of plane, right? <clears throat> do we really want to do that again? What about a crane? Crane. Really, I, I want something <laughs> that can. I want something that can move. I do want something that can. But move. But that you can't like get a, off of easily, right? At like a speed. Yeah, like a catamaran. A catamaran. Wow, that's that is bold. <laughs> that is definitely certainly a bold idea. Is the catamaran yeah. a helicopter also maybe like a like or a spaceship? What about a spaceship? Ooh, okay, could be. I like a spaceship. Mm-hmm. Under siege spaceship. Outer siege. Oh, Outer siege. Oh, there we go. I like it. I think, I think you're right. You're absolutely right. That is that is ripe for a reboot. New Under Siege? Hell yeah. I'm there for that. In the uh, wake of Steven Seagal here, who 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 could who would be our uh would be our, our lead character in Outer um, Siege? Hemsworth. Your main actor. Um, Hemsworth? Which one? Oh, Hemsworth actually. Liam or Chris? Chris. Chris. You gotta do Chris. Uh just because he's got like he's got a little bit of the bulk. 
which is you want you want him to be feel. I mean, Steven Seagal has doesn't necessarily feel so intimidating because of his like muscles, but he's big. He is a big guy, so you want him. What you don't about, want him to be uh, small. What about Statham? See, that's the thing. Like Statham is much more or, of a replacement for uh, Jean Claude Van Damme vehicle. Okay. What about you know what, um, what about Michael B. Jordan? That's good because he's huge now. Yeah, he's like really big now. Yeah, I just <laughs> saw I an ad. You probably saw. Did you see Avatar and IMAX? Yeah, I did not. So did Creed so? 3. Then you probably saw the like the preview for the new Creed movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's giant in it, and the other guy's giant in it too. They're both shredded like a Julianne salad. <clears throat> no, I'm talking about shredded like some lettuce. Yep. All right, I'll keep it moving here though. Yeah. Uh, next one uh, was described in advertisements. As if you never see another motion picture in your life, you must see. Oh my god! Very earnest about this. What a! If you never see another motion picture in your life, you have to see. Boy, that sounds like a that sounds like a recent one, though. I don't know. I don't know. It's not. It's 1959's On the Beach. Wow, that's I would not have guessed that. And that did get kind of a reboot. We watched it, Armand Asante. Basically, no need for a new one. I think it is. Although they've done it twice, and they've done it well both times. Because I think the the 2000 Australian TV series of the same name was impressive in its own right. This post-apocalyptic love story from 1959 starred Gregory Peck, Ava Gardner, Fred Astaire, and Anthony Perkins. Who stars in a remake? This is easy. Okay, go for it. Nick Cage. I was going to say <laughs> the same thing, dude. Oh, yeah. my God. Uh, remembering would... that uh, it's kind of a trope that we have older actors playing, like, captains and stuff. Like, that's not really how the Navy works. Like, you got a lot yeah, of captains that um, quite, quite, aren't quite that old. Maybe you got to consider it's post-apocalyptic. That's true. Yeah, man. But what, Australian... What were you going to say? I was, I was thinking at least... I, I feel like our female lead has to be a generational beauty. We got an Australian in Margot Robbie. Oh, she's great. I love Margot Robbie. So, mm-hmm. and she's got the fun her. personality because I think the uh, the Ava Gardner character was both you know kind of ditzy, playful, fun uh, in both the original and the Australian reboot. Uh, I thought Margot Robbie would be great for it, but uh, for the lead, I I, I didn't I wasn't yeah. sold on it. Margot but, Robbie uh, and Nick Cage seems like an odd match, though. Yeah, <laughs> I think now maybe is the time. For Toby Guire to make his resurgence Toby in, on the beach. <laughs> I was leaning Robert Pattinson. He's good. I like our Pat. Uh, we'll keep it going here. Uh, this one described in its advertisement. It's a plot. It's the tagline. It's a plot to make the world die laughing. Russians are coming. Russians are coming. Wow, Jamie. There you go. He is killing it. This guy's unstoppable. Russians are coming. The Russians are coming from 1966, starred Carl Reiner, Eva Marie Saint, Alan Arkin. I'm jumping in right away. This is one I did have names down here. What do we think for Alan Arkin's character, the Russian captain, Sasha Baron Cohen, so we're coming s- and visiting, crashing into Nantucket, and Will Ferrell is our family man, writer, who's got I, a little bit of writer's block. I love all this. I just, I, I guess I'm a little bit confused as to whether it would continue to be the Russians, but I guess maybe. Yeah, why not? Yeah, so why I not? think I would like. I guess 
because Will Ferrell, oh, he's a little bit older, right? I'm trying to think. Yeah. Like Adam Devine could also be fun in that spot. <laughs> but maybe I mean, all he's, three of the workaholics uh, crew. Just have them all three of them be the writer. The yeah, they're a writing team, right? A writing team. They've rented a house on Nantucket. And somebody's trying to release like skunks it. on the island, you know what I'm saying? Sasha Marin Co- or it could be Jack go. Black, could be the Russian captain. Dude, Jack Black. Um, <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. All right. I'm going with either of those. Could be The Rock for Zach. Why don't we just bring him back? Why Love not that. Alan Arkin? <clears throat> that's that's true. Could be that's, Alan Arkin. It's, still a, modern, still it's a modern day one. Alan Arkin still thinks the war is going on. And then he shows up. And then it's just all these people who don't know the war is actually, well, they're like, what are you, what, a Russian sub just surfaced? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Why don't we just make it with the exact same cast? I agree. Let's do it. Done. Is Carl Reiner around? And same thing with Outer Siege. Same <laughs> cast. We've decided. Oh, boy. All right. All right. Uh, final one here. <clears throat> Tagline, beyond the horizon lies the secret to a new beginning. What is Waterworld? Uh, what oh, is Waterworld? Very good. Waterworld. <laughs> yeah. Waterworld 1995. Let's do it again. Let's do it right. The original starred Kevin Costner, Gene Triplehorn, Dennis Hopper, and Tina Majorino. Worst episode of the podcast of all it, time. It's amazing how really? often that <laughs> no, I'm, movie. I'm joking because I, I think that's one of the only ones I'm not on. <laughs> that, it's You're amazing not, how Wilcox often that it. movie gets brought up in like situations in life or like referenced in another show or a movie or on some trivia or someone's talking about Kevin Costner. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. It's it's kind of ubiquitous in pop culture somehow. Yeah. Uh, but wasn't a great movie. I love the premise. It's so fun. So much creativity you could have there. Let's do it right. You guys have any anybody that you would cast for any of those roles? Anybody a good fit? Just hey, um, you were talking about bringing people back. Uh, it could bring back uh, Jack Black in that one. He could be the, the main true. villain. Oh, he could now be the, the main villain. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what about Miles Teller? What are, what are people thinking Ooh, about Miles oh, Teller as the main character? I love that. That'd be good. Like Miles like, Teller guy. He needs, like, he needs like a juicy role, and I feel like that. You know, you know, no way that could be a disaster, right? No way. No, I like that. Yeah, what about do we got any up and coming children actors? Oh, that girl that's in the, that actors. new Megan movie, and uh, the, do you mean the haunting doll? Of, haunting I mean, of that's Hill House. The bold no. casting to put a doll in this <clears> film, a no, robot doll. No, no, no. no. No, robot. What about female lead? Uh, female em- Emily Rod- Rodishkowski, or how you pronounce it? Miles Teller, Landon, nope. her. No? It's Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about, isn't he like best friends with uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers' ex-girlfriend? Yeah. Oh, Shailene Woodley? Yeah, Woodley. Why not her? Yeah, they're, they're, be. besties. they're already besties. Why not just Aaron Rodgers out there on a boat? Done. Aaron Rodgers. Miles Teller, you're out of here. <laughs> he could, he could be Rogers the Kim Coates. He could be the, the Kim Coates character. I think he could do it because, like, remember, I think Zach was, uh, he was just shitting all over, Ke- over Kevin Costner in that. Because, like, Kevin, like, the Mariner, he's not, 
He's not like a likable character, right? He's really standoffish. But I'm like, yeah. dude, Aaron Rodgers could do that. He could be That's really true. standoffish and just like give people the stare down. So <clears throat> I think that's my pick. That's bold. I like that. Well, I like Aaron as the greasy Kim Coates character, but <laughs> oh god, he's got some bad scenes in there. You don't want that. He's got to have some well, redemption. You make that he may not guy not be our quarterback anymore, Kyle. So well, that's true. You make that guy um, Russell Wilson. It's just all these <laughs> he quarterbacks. Gets on the boat. <laughs> Miles Teller, let's ride. I like this, man. All right. We just remake yeah, them all a, with NFL fun, quarterbacks. It's a fun countdown. Yeah, I guess we should have thought about Under Siege, which quarterback would be playing the main character for Under Siege. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Kirk Cousins. Oh, God, no way. <laughs> get out of here. No. Uh, you, you, could get the, you could get a Trevor Lawrence in a ponytail. That's not Dude. bad. Trevor Lawrence looks a little bit more like a bad guy and, and a villain. And, and yeah, like that's a, true. He looks like he looks, a, like, he looks like that looks villain like in Die German Hard, villain. right? Right, exactly. I was gonna say Die Hard villain or something. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure he could play it, but he looks like it. <laughs> do, 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 do. Do, do, do 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 Zach facts. It's Zach facts. When you're going down, get some Zach facts. When you're going down, Zach, you got a some Zach facts for us? I got two facts. We're gonna get through these quick. Oh. Couldn't even guess. I guessed under. So, so I won. Uh, there you go. Okay, two facts. Let's go with fact number one. We've been saying it all night. You've been hearing it all night. Did someone say reboot? Whoa. Whoa. Where the street reboot. is. You guessed it. That man himself, one of the richest ones in Hollywood, Tyler Perry, is getting his hands in on the submarine action. <laughs> and we're not talking submarine sandwiches. We're talking submarines. Uh, specifically, his character is bringing back is Medea down under the nice. waves. <laughs> I would kill for this. I would kill you for this. Oh I would God. murder you for this. <laughs> Woo! More fighting words where I'm from, Jamie. Man. If it was Medea, if, if this was Medea in the Navy, if that was announced, I my head would explode. I'd be so excited. Above Medea, the waves. <laughs> oh my God. Did, was there ever a military Ernest movie? Was there ever one like uh, Ernest Jones the so. army or something? Did he ever do that crazy shit? I'm not sure he did. Maybe. He went to Africa and one. That was one of like the last. <laughs> he definitely <ones>. did. <laughs> he certainly did. Uh, all right, let's get this last fact out of here. Um, so apparently, this is kind of a crazy one. This isn't really so much of a fact as it is. is it's, 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 it's a story. Apparently, it's a secret story to this movie. I can't believe you guys didn't find this in the trivia. But apparently, there's a secret treasure. Like apparently, if you watch this film, like apparently backwards, and this movie is just apparently telling you some sort of a uh, secret. All think about national treasure, but apparently, it's like with the submarine movie and you watch it backwards and it gives you a clue where to find the mine from this movie. You guys remember that mine, that floating mine? Yeah. It, yeah. It, it is signed by every cast member and it's, and it's, and it's, it's treasure. It's hidden somewhere. We got to watch wow. this whole thing backwards. Apparently. Are you sure you don't have to watch Ernest in the army? Backwards <laughs> I, I think, yes. We need more Ernest in the army. 
Because it actually turned out that that it was the last of the Ernest films. So there was Ernest Goes to Camp, Ernest Saves Christmas, Ernest Goes to Jail, Ernest Scared Stupid. All of them I've obviously seen a million times. After that, it gets a little hazier. Ernest (laughs) Rides Again. Maybe seen that once. Ernest Goes to School. Not so much. Slam Dunk Ernest. Ernest Goes to Africa. And then Ernest in the Army. 1998. And then he sadly passed away in 2000. Lung cancer. Don't smoke, kids. Thank you for listening to Submersion. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating wherever you listen. Want to interact with us? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also love to get messages from all of you. If you have a suggestion, a comment, or just anything you'd like to share, please email us at maceaststudios at gmail.com.